with a, an intention and a dream to set up a land surveying and mapping sciences company and also a construction company. And my ambition is that it will be the first of such that will be established by an African because I was working with George Wimpy who came from England in Nigeria at the time. So my ambition in life was to set up a construction company and a land survey mapping company that will now spread out of England to other parts of the world. Now when I got to, my, to England, I pursued my career. Because I have such an intention as a land surveyor, I was supposed to major in one area, and the area which I was trained to major is mapping sciences, which involves geodesy, cartography, and photogrammetry, a part of photogrammetry. But because of my ambition, I decided to also digress out of that major to major in every aspect of surveying, which embraces hydrographic surveying, which is a surveying by which we do mapping of the undersea terrains, and also photogrammetry, which is the map, you know, surveying we use in flying air, airplanes to get the sorties and maps of nations, and then cartography, which is the science by which we, dis, we draw or interpret our photogrammetry, the photographic images into drawing, which produce your A to Z map and all this, your satellite, um, um, sat nav came from that development. And then engineering surveying. Now, in all the aspects of surveying, I distinguish myself because of my ambition. But when I came to England and set up for my ambition, the Lord Jesus appeared to me in 1984, February. And it was in that encounter, he said to me, what I should do first, I now do last. And this is why, this is what, you know, gave rise to my calling. But I will say this to you for this meeting. I did not understand my spirit. At the time, I had the ambition to set up companies all over the place. What God put in my spirit is to start church, but I interpreted it to my career until Jesus appeared to me in February 1984 and told me to go and pray the gospel. Now, therefore, since this church started, I decided to begin to study because I'm so curious about church. I began to recognize or look into the fact that I see a trend in Roman Catholic Church, which I also saw, I saw a trend in Roman Catholic Church, which I also saw in Anglican Church and in all the Reformed churches, like Presbyterian Church, um, Baptist Church, and all those churches. And this is the trend. I saw that those churches were set up and they have, they have lived beyond their founders. Those churches, some of them are over a thousand years, some of them are hundreds of years. But I now looked at Pentecostal churches and found out that Pentecostal churches die after the founder. So I have two options. 
One option is to go and join one of the ecclesiastical churches like Anglican. But the Lord told me, Christ with Tabernacle. And I said to God, I don't want a church that will die when I die. I want a church that will live after me. If you look at Pentecostal churches, there are four. Most of them die physically after their founder. Others died ideologically. That is, spiritual savour is out of the window and they become a club. And in a short time, they soon waste away. So when I began to inquire from the Lord, what's the issue? The Lord began to teach me. And I eventually found it out clearer when I went to do my LLM in international business law. In that session, I began to do as a model corporate governance. While I know I have some understanding about the reason for this, but I did not have a clear understanding. But in my studies of corporate governance, so when we did that course, I did it with the whole of my alertness. I gauged everything. I read beyond the class. Of course, I came up with A star in it at the end of my corporate governance lecture. But I did that because I discovered that the commonality between the Roman Catholic Church and the Anglican Church and the Presbyterian Church and Baptist Church that they continue to today is governance. And the practical reason for failure of Pentecostal movement on earth is governance because i did a special studies on corporate failure looking at um, companies like aaron like pamela's and the rest of them burns bank and the rest of them so therefore i decided that for christ's tabernacle i must make sure that the governance of christ's tabernacle is perfectly in line with what jesus set up and if you look at the jesus governance jesus was the visioner then he had the second tier who understood the vision through him everything jesus was they became because they understood everything about jesus when jesus saw the father encountered the father and his glory some of them were there when Jesus talks in parable, when he comes to them, he explains to them what he's doing. When he had an encounter with the Father, he tells them. When he healed the crippled, they were there. They saw it. When he raised the dead, they were there. They saw it. Now, therefore, these people took over from Jesus Christ and they were a replica of Christ. So, therefore, I decided that I would make sure that this house will follow and simulate that. If you look at Roman Catholic Church, from the time it was started till today, nobody changed the prayer of Hail Mary. You wouldn't find a Roman Catholic priest or member say that we are fed up of this Hail Mary, let's say Hail Joseph. It doesn't happen. Their, their liturgy has been transferred from hand to hand. Their focus is still their focus. And their sermon did not change. What has happened to Pentecostal churches? I made a vow to the Lord that it will not happen to Christ with tabernacle. So, 
How can I make it not to happen to Christ with tabernacle? Number one, it is by I myself, beginning from I myself, who is the visioner and the convener of this vision. In the book of Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 13, verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life, and imitate their faith. Consider their way of life, outcome of the way of life, and imitate their faith. So therefore, I recognize that members of CFT will digress if they do not hear from me myself. So in Christ with Tabernacle all over the world, the first Sunday of the month, they play a message from the altar and the pulpit of Apostle Alfred Williams. Because the people must understand what we stand for, how I came about, how the vision came about, what is the mandate of God for us, so that they will know what we ought to be. And with that, I recognize that in a short time, in my lifetime, I will have given back to my replica across the globe. Because they heard directly from my mouth. They are not hearing me from some other leaders or some tears. And so, first Sunday in CFT globally is Apostle Sunday. Now, who are we? I think that scripture... No, 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 go to my scripture, please. This scripture says, Remember your leaders, so they remember me once in a month. And this scripture says, Consider the outcome of their way of life. Which means that every one of you who are under me must know my way of life, you must know my calling. And you must consider it. Yes? That is your consideration. So, if I'm a prophet, you are. If I'm an apostle, you are. Why you may not be prophet in the office or apostle in the office, but you cannot pray on the same function. Because the oil poured upon the head flows down to the collar. Who is Christ with Tabernacle? We are prophetic apostolic church. And this church simulates Jesus in his entirety and follow the doctrines of the apostle squadly. That is what we are. Everyone that God brings into this church, you have to become like Jesus Christ. You are the physical Jesus visible on earth today. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So therefore, if Jesus was a prophet, we move him prophetic. If Jesus was a healer, we're moving healing. If he was a miracle worker, we're moving miracles. If he was a worker of signs and wonders, we're moving signs and wonders. So you need to know this, that what we are as a people is what you are as a person. And now we're going to play the message, uh, the, the prophecy God gave this house, January 1. That is, as we enter the new month, God gave this house prophecy. And I want you to listen attentively. And also as you listen, 
Remember all what has happened this year. One after the other as you are hearing from there. And also listen to what God is saying about you. What God said about you. Which some of us have not understood because we didn't continue to pray about it. And some of us have begun to encounter it among us. So we'll listen to the prophecy for just um, about seven minutes, I think the prophecy is. Please play. This is a godly instruction for you. I see a victorious battle in the heavenlies. A great fight among empires. Victory decided before battle commenced. I saw the glory of the Son of God arising in the clouds of the earth, strengthening the four winds of the earth, and putting strength and life to dry bones so that flesh may come upon them within the month of January to the month of March. I see a transition in the month of March upon the face of the earth where the dry bones filled with flesh and life from heaven became a mighty army. I see the hand of God strengthening the limbs of angels. For hell shall arise with a fury that had never been known. The earth shall quake. The magma shall erupt. The center of the earth shall be broken into two. Water shall gush out from their storehouse. Cities shall be flooded by their rot. But the saints of the living God shall be miraculously delivered from the wrath of the wicked one. For unto every saint are positioned holy angels of God with authority of the living God as they speak in their mouth. Nations can vanish in their presence. The whole power and authority over the powers of hell over the demons of hell. I see the hand of mercy of God stretch out to the nations that have been ravaged by war. A people who have been persecuted for years. I see the hand of God lifting them up, making a new nation of them. I see the Lord thrown into confusion, government of nations, especially the gathering of nations. I see a Fierce division among them that will last for seven months. From the time it begins, I see them lose control or control taken out of their hands. I see in Great Britain, United Kingdom, a sporadic division emerging and the three pieces drifting away. From the one nation. I see division within unity, and I see unity in the midst of division 
And I see like a group of people began to gather again together with the inclination of a new movement. I see the old order of things overthrown by the new move of things. I see the hand of God and the heart of the Father having great compassion on the low estate, on the neglected. In the midst of these, I see flakes of fire burning like the burning bush. Like when you put a fire in the dry bush and it starts to burn. It spread into many arms and it encycled nations. It burned together and became conflagration. I see a scale in the midst of the heavens which measure the church and the government of nations. And I see a declaration of the judgment of the Father over the church as it is written that judgment will begin in the house of the Lord, spewing over into the nation. As the judgment begins from the house of God, and the heart of many melted, and repentance began to come to the house of men, that the church of God now began to fear the living God again. Because I see separation amongst the church. As the book of Jude is fulfilled, Upon the church, and Second Peter also, chapter 3, is fulfilled. I see the hand of God upon the remnants who came up in the fear of God. And I see empowerment into their spirits. Without effort, they walk in purity. Without effort, they walk in power. Without effort, they broke through the ranks into the rulership of nations. And I see them taking over authorities of land. I see the mighty hand of God sweeping the whole world and bringing forth a great harvest into the household of faith. I see a date, a 22nd of a month, when our country, United Kingdom, was like a sheep without a shepherd. This calls for intercession, for the authority that is it calls for intercession for the authority that will be. For the God of heaven had determined to shake the authorities of nations, for they have become godless, and to appoint rulers who will be filled with the heart of God and the fear of God. The old order of things shall be ruffled, they shall be changed, and it shall bring forth challenges. But this season that we have entered into, it's a season that the righteous will rejoice. It is a season that God rewards a little faithfulness in a magnified dimension. And so this season calls for wisdom. It calls for knowledge and understanding. I see the angels of God and cherubs revealing their true form to Christians on earth. Dreams of people changing and Christians began to see angels in their dreams. I see Angels in the physical world bursting into people and there were physical manifestation of angelic appearance in diverse places upon the earth. For the time has come to gather the saints of God for the preparation of the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
at the zero hour of this year, strength has been breathed by the Father into the heart of the feeble, and power has been given by the Father to the weak to separate the shaft from the seed. Certainly, I say unto you, for those who will decide to turn their heart to understand knowledge, knowledge shall be given. For those who will turn their heart to seek the face of God, speedy action, speedy reply shall be given. And to those who decide to go a little length with God, strength is given to them to walk far with the one who lives forever and ever. For you it shall be the year of divine favor for you, when you will find favor before all men and before the holy angels of God. I want to say this to you, if you have desired prophetic for a long time, upon you today is resting a cloud of prophetic. The discipline that brings it to manifestation is persistent and continuous prayer life. You leave this place today and decide to commit yourself to ceaseless prayer. The days are gone when you procrastinate and postpone your time to pray. This is the hour that you should desire the things of God against the things of this world. Every one of you must make up your mind to give God the glory by living the, the life that God wants us to live upon the face of the earth. It says, and you will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. Now, therefore, I will conclude by saying this to you. Five things you must do this very year. In Christ with Tabernacle, from the month of August, we have been going through the gift of prophecy. We recognize the fact from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. The Bible says, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all people. Sons and daughters will what? Shall we say together? I can hear you. So we learn from that that every Christian should prophesy. Yes? Come on now, let's speak. Uh-huh. So we learn from that that every Christian should prophesy. Because, because why? God says so. Yes? Okay. Second thing we learn is this. Why do Christians not prophesy? Ignorance. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Shall we read that together, please? So, that word of inform means what? Yes. What did you say there? Shall we read it together now? So, we recognize that ignorance, therefore, is the fundamental incarcerator of a believer. Of course, we recognize that that is a, that is, um, a generic 
um, substance, it is applicable to every aspect of life too. Anything you are ignorant in, it means you cannot enjoy it. Yes? So therefore, so we recognize ignorance and we, we treated, we dealt with the issue of ignorance. Ignorance is uninformed, and which means that you must be informed about the fact that if you are born again, you can prophesy because God says so. He's given you the ability to do so. All right. Then we went further to look at the element that could help us to operate in prophetic. And that's 1 Corinthians 14.1. Shall we read it together, please? Follow and... So, the gift of prophecy. So we recognize that, haven't you been informed now that to prophesy is your right as a Christian, is not a privilege, and all Christians can prophesy. We recognize now that the Bible says this, that for a Christian to prophesy, you need to follow the way of law, which is the way of Christ. The word love there means Christ. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And I said to you, for those of you who know that the gifts is for the church, and yet you are not operating the gift, it's because you don't have desire for it. Yes? Come on now. Okay. And I helped you understand from fundamental things you achieved in life, like your career, like, uh, you know, your marriage and stuff like that. Those things came out of your personal desires. Yes? And because you desired them, you got them. Yes? I can't hear you. My weakness is not too far away. If you look on my right, you will see one of them. Isn't it? Look at you guys. Okay, if you look at my left, you will see one of my testimonies. Is that not correct? This man desired this woman. He went through severe training of how to woo a woman. Isn't it? Why are you looking at me like that? From the physical thing, Jesus expressed spiritual matters, isn't it? But yesterday is a foregone conclusion. If you were there yesterday when, were, when he was talking, the only thing is that he did not allow Sister Funky to talk. I don't know why. But I will sometimes change the order of that. The desire of this man and desire of this woman was realized yesterday when they took the oath. If this man had desired somebody else, it would have been somebody else. If she had desired somebody else, it would have been somebody else. So, anything you eagerly desire is what you get. And the Lord said, the Bible says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Yes? But then he qualified it. Especially what? Come on now. Say it loud. There are four. I help you to understand the reason why Christians don't operate in the gifts of prophecies because you just don't have desire for it. At the age of nine, the hand of God was upon me. And I began to have encounters in prophetic that God would reveal to me things that the elders are doing in their secrets. And I would say to my dad, and my dad would call the elder and say, tell him what you saw. And I would tell the elder what I saw. Because when I was young, it's just like some children here today. I ask them to come and share with you, some of them, and they go to this prophet and share with you. And because, th- that could be because their parents brought them to midweek services. They don't meet Bible study. Those children come to Bible study, you can see them there. 
And when you are given assignment in Bible study to study, they study it religiously. To the place whereby God did not deprive them from the knowledge of the word of God. Which some leaders, sorry not leaders, but older people don't have. So, when I say to those children, come and share with you, with us, what you have learned, when all of us are there, some of us were there, we couldn't share such things that they shared. Some of us are in the church, we even never went to the Bible, Bible, Bible studies in the week. But these children, their parents bring them to every prayer, bring them to every Bible study, bring them to every vision. So was I when I was growing up. Therefore, a person who seeks God eagerly, God will reveal unto him himself. A person who seeks God eagerly, the Spirit of God in him will work revelations and prophecy. When I came to your meetings in January 1 and I began to speak about what will happen across the globe, if you look at it, there, was I struggling to speak? No, 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 I wasn't struggling to speak. I wasn't shaking and kicking and all stuff like that. I was just speaking casually. But it was God speaking through my lips. Because he said to me that the magma will erupt and it will fill the streets. And you saw that in, in um, Hawaii, Guatemala. He said that the deep, the, the depth of the, of the, the storehouse of the deep will burst open and flood, will flood the city. You saw that last week in uh, Indonesia. This morning it was announced that there's a volcano in uh, Haiti. Eleven people already have died overnight by the volcano of Haiti. And God said to you in that prophecy that these things are fury of Satan. It's not the act of God. Satan is furious because the time is short. We will soon be cut off. The saints of God will soon leave this world. May you be part of them. I will leave this world for those who don't take God serious. In those days, they will be their own pastor. Because nobody can hear from the Holy Spirit anymore. Holy Spirit has left. And Satan has planned everything ready for the action. But God is the one delaying him so that others could be saved. Now we understand this fact. Therefore, God spoke further in that prophecy. And said to you that in United Kingdom there will be a faction breaking from the two factions. That is unity, a division in the midst of unity. And you see the Conservative Party and the Labour Party now breaking. And he said, and then a, co- a, a coalition will begin from the breakaway and a new movement shall begin. Have you been watching Sky News that they are signing for debate? And have you been hearing some people from both parties saying that they want people's votes? Come on now. But the prophecy said there will be division in the individual unity and they will come together to form a coalition of a new movement that will overthrow the old things, order of things. Those words that you hear are what you call prophetic utterance. That is God speaking through the lips of man. Why did I ask that they should play it to you today? There are some things he said about you. He said from the month of, of March, the Lord will send his angels to strengthen the limbs of believers. And I've seen that happen. Somebody called Pastor, 
Pastor, um, uh, one of the members of Birmingham, Pastor uh, Billy, from Angola, that Jesus passed through him, visited him this month. And the things that Jesus, uh, rather, the things that Jesus told the woman, everything that I said will happen in October, God told the woman. So the woman was so excited that, so God said that to you in January, but Jesus had passed through me as the man of God said that in the month of October I will pass into the earth. Now listen to me, therefore. That prophecy said that upon you in this house, favor rest this year. Yeah, it says so. Then it said also that upon you this year is the prophetic spirit of God, every one of you. Now let me help you understand this. I will talk about this and I switch off from, I will tell you to switch off from your streaming when I will talk about this. Because this is, is happening. From the testimonies I've been hearing from all of you from, from January, can you see favor? People have received manifestations in this house that is not something that, you know, they qualify to. Of course, we have a basis for it, premise for it, but what really happened to us is beyond what we are. We are. We have seen testimonies all over CFT globally. Because God said, favor is upon you in this year. And we have seen some of you also come up with visions and revelations, you know, uh, which is mind-blowing. I have them typed to me. And I've seen a good number who have woken up seeking God. But I've not seen all do it. It's because of the all I speak. That in your family, some people are moving prophetically into the prophetic. And you cannot sit on the fence. I said something to you over the period that I saw people suddenly started rushing into CFT. Some of you have seen that vision before too. Yes? They were rushing. They were rushing in. And I saw that many people who are old were overtaken. I said that to you. Come on now. I cannot hear you. And I say you who have been old, stand firm so that your place will be taken. Let me say this to you. Two Sundays ago, we went to commission one church. You sent me out of London to commission one church in Abuja, isn't it? Come on now. But on that Sunday, we commissioned five churches. Five churches. Each of those ministers saw me on their dream, and the Lord told them, go to that man. And so they closed down what they were doing. They came over because the Lord told them that go and identify and join that movement. We went to inaugurate our central church in Abuja. We had the Gaines Village, but we went to the inauguration church. But on that day, we inaugurated Lokoja. And you remember the vision God gave me over Nigeria? The beast that ruled over Nigeria sits in the confluence where Niger and Benue met. We have an assignment to deal with it. These are have spoken from 1987. Now, this is 1980, uh, 2018. We are now in Lokoja. We inaugurated the church in um, the central Abuja and then we inaugurated Mararaba and also we inaugurated um, Jiwa if you don't understand what I'm saying don't worry you will get there all of us I'm speaking in tongues you remember we said that we are going for Boko Haram 
Yes, my program is starting on NCE 5 in Abuja by January, eventually. I want to thank those of you who have been committing your giving to Nigeria towards that program. And we are going straight from Abuja to Kano, to Kaduna, to Meduguri, to Yola, to Gombe. And take the whole of that region completely. So that those who are called Boko Haram can hear the gospel and they will be transformed in their inner man. We will raise the evangelists of Jesus Christ from among them. Then after we have finished that, we will concentrate on the southern part of Nigeria. Ibadan, your, your state, uh, those states, Ogun State, they call them. We are killers, regional killers dwell. And reach those guys. But you know too, when we flood the air with the gospel, then we must go with foot soldiers. We will go to where they are and do crusades where they are. Where people fear to go is where God sent Christ with tabernacle. You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. <laughs> Listen to me therefore. But prophecy is happening. But you also are prophetic people. My major intention today is to help you know the oil poured upon head does not stay on the head. It flows to the collar, isn't it? Pour a gallon of oil on your head and turn your head back to the empty gallon whether you feel it. The moment you pour the oil on the head, it flows down. It doesn't remain there. Okay, so whatever God has placed upon me is upon every member of this household. I didn't fast to prophesy, did I? No. But there's something I do. I seek the face of the one who lives forever and ever. So that when the time comes for him to reveal mysteries to the world, he just speaks through me straight away. And if he does that through me, there are many of you sitting here who should be able to see better. Because maybe God has given you even more grace. But remember I said in that prophecy, the key to it is persistent prayer. Persistently seeking the face of the living one. And then, what God said will happen through you. It is the heart of God that Christians are not caught unawares. Both for your own personal life. Nothing happened to you unawares. And for the family you live in. And for the nation where you live. Now you can imagine when every one of us here have a prophecy. I had one, you had another, you had another, you had another, you had another. Then we will have complete understanding of this universe. That is the mandate of God for Christ, faith, tabernacle. If anybody says that, well, what is the uniqueness of Christ with tabernacle? Tell them, we are a prophetic and an apostolic church. Upon this house is the prophetic spirit of God. And upon this house is apostolic spirit of God. Now let me help you know this. I can say this to you. And I say this and I boast of it all over the world. If the devil is pursuing somebody and that person accepts Jesus Christ and you identify with this house, woe to the devil who continues to pursue you. I say woe to him. <laughs> this is an apostolic house. What is about apostolic house? Let me help you know this. What are the attributes of apostolic house? When you go to a church that is apostolic, what do you find there? 
We recognize the grace. First of all, we recognize that everyone that God brings to this house have grace. Every one of you, you have grace. That's why God brought you here. There is something inside you which Jesus gave to you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Let's read that together, please. Shall we? Listen now. That's what that tells me to each one of us. This is not a church where the leader tells you that he has some powers that you cannot attain. No, 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 no. God has raised the dead through me. He has healed blind people. He has healed crippled, totally crippled through me. He has spoken about who will rule in various nations, including Nigeria, USA, and here. And your witnesses, they came to pass. Revealed to me people who were not known eight years before they came, rulers. And it came to pass. Now listen, therefore. If I operate my grace, you also have grace. You also have grace. Nobody who is born again... Nobody who is born again is without grace. Because when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit comes into you. Jesus says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open the door yourself, I will come and my Father will dwell with you. We will make our dwelling in you. So anybody who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we are not just religious people. We are God people. And the Bible tells me in that Ephesians that to each one of you in church grace has been given. Okay? Therefore, we recognize that each one of you have a grace according to the portion Jesus gave you. Second thing is this. We recognize the grace itself. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 says... It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. Listen, therefore, everyone here belongs to one of these five categories. Everyone, including our children. That's why I allow those children to come and speak on my pulpit. And, you know, that is, that is, that is tearing off something across the globe now on the internet. These children who came here to teach about, about fasting, to teach about faith and prophetic. To each one grace has been given. Jesus is the one who apportions the grace. Not your pastor, not your apostle, not your prophet. Jesus apportions the grace, verse 7. But then, verse 11 tells you about the five divisions of the grace. Apostolic grace, prophetic grace, pastoral grace, evangelist grace, and teaching grace. But to each one of us who are born again. So, we recognize... That you are called by God and we recognize the calling. Haven't we done that? We also believe that we need to educate the calling. We need to educate you. Everything we teach you in this church is towards helping you to form. Towards helping you to succeed. Listen to me. In Christ's faith tabernacle, there is no useless man. I am happy to say that. Not that useless man don't come. Listen to me. If a poor man works with a millionaire, what happens to him? 
he becomes a millionaire. A poor man cannot work with a rich man and be poor. Yes? So in this house, it is not possible for a man to be in this house and not be successful. It is not possible. Therefore, in this house, we don't have issues like somebody come and say some witches of my family house. They don't reach here. They don't reach here. If you don't have something that belongs to the devil, what is the devil looking pursuing you? If a Christian is always full of devil pursuing purpose, they ask him what has he stolen. Devil don't go to people who work in righteousness. Impossible. Righteousness, it repels evil spirits. He repels them. Therefore, in this house, you need to know this. As many of you who belong to this house, Failure is no more your agenda. Yeah. I forget it. Yeah. Forget it. It might be there before. <laughs> Hallelujah forevermore. I love God so much. You are called by God. Look at the next verse therefore. The purpose for you to manifest in your gifting and in your grace is so that you too can prepare other people for the work of service. Understand? Verse 11 says to, to some, it has given to be apostles, prophets, teachers, and evangelists. The purpose for it is that a teacher will manifest here to prepare the people here. A pastor will manifest here to prepare God's people here. That's why I, who is your apostle, have not been going from nation to nation collecting money, leaving you and doing crusade. I can be doing that. They invite me all over. I have friends who does their business. When their pocket is low, they just write to uh, other friends, Can I, I want to come and minister in your church. That's all they do. They make money. They make money. I was in Nigeria when some top ministers came to me and said to me that, ah, Apostle Williams, you know, this grace that you have, if you do crusade, we'll make a lot of money. Yes. I only told them about one dead person that is raised in this church and is still in this church till today. Certified dead by the medical doctor in England. Her case file can be accessed by anybody. And we have others, not one. And he said to me that we haven't had anybody raised dead in Nigeria. That if we just take that one alone and put it in the, in the paper, your stadium will be jammed. And then they say we'll make money. And I say to the man, May you perish with your money. If I wanted money, I was a lance of you and a mapping scientist, I would make money. That was my original intention. I have the green broadcasting, I can make money. Now I'm in law, a big trouble. Yes, not just law, international trade law. I can make millions if I want to. And you medical doctors, I'm after you. In a short time, I'll become a medical doctor. We are going to run at it. I tell you something. I'm going to pursue you. Someone says, Apostle, you wait and see. For with God, all things are. And also with man. Jesus says, all things are possible for those who what? Believe. So I said to the guy that I resigned from looking for money. I'm looking for heaven now. So therefore, listen to me. 
When God develops you and you become a prophet, it's not for you to go and start one cock and bull prophetic ministry. It's not scripture. It's for the house. To prepare God's people in the house. God raises you to become a pastor. Is to prepare God's people in the house. God raises you to be an evangelist. You imagine, God raises you in the house like this, where everybody is exposed and given opportunity to lead prayer, to, to minister and stuff like that, and where we are crying for people to go out to other cities and establish the same gospel. Alright? Which means that if God raises you and you are, you, are, you, are, you are preparing gospel for service here, your gift will be recognized by your use. Yes? Okay? So, it's different from you just wake up one day and say, God is calling me, and you are looking for people to follow you. No, those God called don't look for people. I never look for. Is that, did I knock it off any one of you? Come on now, tell me. No, God brings His people. Okay? I said this and I let you understand. When God raises a prophet in the church, it's for the church. He raises a pastor in the church, it's for the church. He raises an evangelist for the, in the church, it's for the church. The purpose of God raising them is because if you are an apostolic church, apostolic church is to stir up the gift, educate the gift, and bring you to manifestation so that you too can bring other people to manifestation, raise other people, and go out to the nations and, and you can walk in the same vision. That is the reason why. You know, let me help you know this. It's not for you to think this. There are some people who think that once you are a founder of a church, all the tithes of the church go into your pocket. It's not so here. It's not, I also give my own tithe. All my leaders do give tithe. We are all professional qualified. And in this church, we do not send a jobless man to go and pastor for us. We don't do that. Because everybody Jesus called, we are professionals. They may not be academicians, but they are professionals. If someone tells me that God is calling me, I want you know, to be a pastor, and he say I'm a carpenter, I want to see your work as a good carpenter. It's not going to be, you are not going to be one of those carpenters who is told to build a chair or a stool, and the leg of the chair is bent. If you, cannot, if you cannot be good in your carpentry, how can you help others who have complicated um, destiny? Are you with me now? Let me help you know this. The work of a pastor is not just reading Bible and talking rubbish. Malachi chapter 3, chapter 2, verse 7. We will come back to this one. Chapter 2, verse 7. Let's read together, please. Yes? The first thing it says is that the minister, the, for the leaves of a priest should preserve knowledge. You must be intellectual. Well read. That is what knowledge is. A minister should be vastly read. I was telling you when I was looking at the Roman Catholic Church, I really love their system so much in their governance. And they say, when you meet priests in Roman Catholic Church, they are qualified degree holders. Roman Catholic Church has embassy in about 19 countries, I think. And the ambassadors are priests. All members of staff are priests. There are people who read politics there, people who read philosophy to PhD level, people who read humanity to PhD level, they read sociology to PhD level, medical doctors are among them, lawyers are among them, really canon lawyers are among them. 
You won't find a Roman Catholic priest that is a, a non-entity. You cannot find it. No wonder their empire remains, regardless of any storm. Pentecostal churches, people will be fed up and frustrated. They will say God is calling them. God don't call frustrated souls. If you cannot combat Satan and overcome him, how can you combat this devil that is fighting members? You cannot be a minister that your member came to you and told you how terrible Satan is really oppressing and fighting them. And say, ah, your matter is very, very serious. That's not a minister of God. That's not a minister of God. So in Christ's tabernacle, the same thing. For this house will release a man to go and shepherd and have spiritual authority over others. We can say of him, he is a qualified man. He is a good man. He is a caring husband. He is a caring father. And we can see in him, he had proved himself in his own right as a responsible man. Because we are going to entrust in his hand souls of others and destiny of others. That's the reason why CFT didn't have branches all over the whole world like mushroom. I will not do that. All over the world we pray the gospel, we do crusade, we help other churches. We don't have to have branches everywhere. But you know something? That scripture tells me to be qualified as a priest, your mouth must preserve knowledge. And people should be able to come to you and seek counsel. Why? Because you are the servant of the Most High. Which means they are saying counsel because you can hear from God and tell them. I want to marry, I don't know what to do. Don't worry, let's ask the Lord. Father, this man has three women around. Which one is the right one? This one is not because. This one is not because. The third one is even not because. And God will reveal the life of those individuals. That is Christ with tabernacle for you. Anything less, I wonder who called it. And if you have to seek the knowledge of man, you should be equipped. So understand this. Why you can be an evangelist, easy. You can be a prophet, easy. You can be uh, a teacher. Of course, you must be intelligent to do that. To be a pastor, you must be most careful. The Bible says not everybody should try to be a teacher. For those who teach will be judged with stricter measure. So be a pastor. Every devil that is fighting against your members, you are the first target. That's why you see many of them fall into adultery. And you wonder how can a man have got big like this fall into adultery? Ah, man is not big by wealth. He's big by experiencing God and encounters in God. So therefore, in this house, we recognize the gift of the Spirit upon each one of you. We are committed to develop those gifts of the Spirit in you so that you can manifest in this house to equip the saints of this house for the work of service. And of course, in the book of Acts chapter 10, if that be for you, he says in the church of Antioch, uh, chapter 13, in the church of Antioch, we are teachers and prophets. And the Holy Spirit says, separate for me, Paul and Barabbas. So as we are in the church, if the Holy Spirit says, separate for me, this man and this man, then we will all back it up and send them up. Like two Sundays ago, I commissioned five churches in Abuja. 
The following week, the following week, last Sunday, they called me and gave me a report. Today, they were going to call me and give me a report. Let me say, one of the churches, when the woman told the, the, the mother that they have had discussion with the apostle, and the apostle said, yes, he confirmed that God spoke to them, and herself and her husband should go with that commission, and I lay hands on them. The mother gave a land for the church. This last, last Sunday, I was called by Pastor Vera to tell me this. The mother gave a line and said that, that, he said, I have been waiting for this day. That's what her mother said. That you and your husband will obey the call of God upon your life. Understand, these people, last year they came to me and told me all the visions they have. But according to the apostolic order, I cannot accept it until the Holy Spirit speaks to me too. I didn't have time to attend to their case. When I came this week, this time... And the Lord told me to call them and I began to discuss with them. Tell me, how did you come to Christ with Tabernacle? As the person began to speak, the Lord began to speak to me. There are others, I told them that I haven't heard God about you, but keep on doing what you are doing. When the Holy Spirit tells me, I will take. These guys are well qualified, they are graduates, and they are doing a good job. But because they are doing a good job, doesn't mean that they should be CFT branch. Why we can help them to succeed in their vision, we, we, we do not take them as part of this household unless the Holy Spirit says that, or else somebody will have a headache. You know, many big churches today, their senior pastors are committing adultery there, they are busting somebody there. It can't happen in safety. Because not everybody is called to be pastor. And we shall not send everybody to be pastor because an ambassador doesn't mean you're a pastor. You should be an usher if you're an ambassador. Because ambassador is somebody who serves, isn't it? So you'll be usher in church, not pastor. We don't, we don't appoint people because of their qualification, because they have some influence. No, 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 no. The spiritual things don't have anything to do with that. But if God reveals, according to the book of Acts chapter 13, why not? Why not? We follow the book of Acts to letter. That's why the book of Acts worked for us. Yes? All branches, you are having testimonies of healing, miraculous manifestation. In India, somebody cast out devil from a man who had been mad for all his life. All manners of manifestations in Lagos, testimonies in Benin Republic, all over the whole place. Because we follow the book of Acts to letter. But this you must know. You start from being taught to becoming mature so that you also can teach others. Somebody will serve you so that you too may be, become a servant and you can serve others. Listen to me. What Christ with Tabernacle is is what you must be, not what any church under heaven is. Do you know why I say that? Look at me, I'm your general overseer. Jesus appeared to me over 14 times now, taking me to heaven several times, and you are witnesses to these things. Alright? In academics, I'm not a foolish man. In position in the United Kingdom in America, I'm not, I'm not a mere man. But yet, we are the same. I hug you, I eat with you, I talk with you, I visit you. Look. Show me the Jerobasias of Nigeria, America, who do that. 
if you find them few. In this church, our tithe and offering does not belong to the general overseer. It belongs to the house of God. From this house, we have funded most churches across the globe. You didn't find me asking you to buy me a jet, buy me a Rolls Royce. You didn't find me asking for all this stuff. Do we not have money to do it? We do have money to buy a jet or buy a Rolls Royce and do all this stuff. Is Rolls Royce not good? It is good. Only if you are not buying it at the expense of others. If it is your labor, if I, if I practice law now and I make money to buy Rolls Royce, I will let the church know that my law firm bought this car. And this is the account. Go check it in the company house. Yes? Uh-huh. It's not a Rolls Royce, it's bad. But when it becomes an asset from the poor, then that is unconscionable in law. Somebody has missed his focus. Listen to me. Even if I have the money to do so, I may not do it because of some of you who still have needs. That we can put the money into their life and in four years time, you become something, you know. I'm saying to you therefore, follow me as I follow Christ. The different thing between me and many of those general overseers is this. None of them can stand before mortal man and say, the Lord appeared unto me. Listen to my voice. None of them can tell me what will take place in their nation by next year. They are all confused and confusing the nations. The Bible says, who has stood in the counsel of the Lord, that he may know what the Lord is saying. You either choose the part of this world or choose the path of the Lord. If you choose the part of the Lord, then you should have the encounters of old. Forget miracles, signs and wonders. I'm talking about relationship with the Most High God. If you commit yourself to serve God the Bible way, God will invite you to the council of angels when determinations are made over nations and over people. Your word will not fall to the ground and not become the word of men. Listen to me. Your word will become the word of the very living God himself who sent you. That is what Christ with tabernacle is about. Let he who is the highest of them, Jesus said, be the servant of all. You won't go to my pastors and they can't shake you. And they are claiming class. There is no such in CFT. We are members of one family. You may be anything and prime minister outside there. When you come here, you are not prime minister. You are a member of Christ, faith, tabernacle, family. You don't demand a better respect than the person who is a garbage collector. Because I honor both equally. And in CFT, we don't visit the houses of dignitaries and neglect the poor. Because when we go to their house, they will give us offering. We don't live by such in Christ with tabernacle. This is Apostle Sunday. You need to know who I am, to know what I am, and why God had made me what I am. The Bible says, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children beg for food. That is the path I follow, and you must follow me as I follow Christ. No member of CFT should do things that I do not, you do not see me do. Go back to my Ephesians. I'm almost finished. 
What is Christ's faith tabernacle? That's what we are looking today. Today is Apostle Sunday, Vision Sunday. Therefore, verse 12 is where we start. The purpose for the ministry gifts to prepare God's people for the work of service so that the body may be what? Built up. What is the aim of all these developments? The next verse, 13. Shall we read together, please? Until we all reach. Hey, I love that. Come on now. We're almost finishing now. I will prophesy over you. <laughs> he touched my life with his hands. My life changed. He touched my life with his hands. My life changed. He touched my life with his hands. And my life became a good one. Jehovah touched my life with his hands. My life changed. Your life will change forever today. The Lord visited me just about two hours ago. He gave instruction over you. But watch this. Your days of agony are over. Until we all, I love that word, all. Do you see that I'm telling you what God is saying? Your past have nothing to do with this but your present. God wants you to be in the place I am. So that we can go to higher places together. Someone said to me, if your church members can do what you are doing, then there is no reason for you to be the pastor. I said, you made a mistake. A pastor whose members cannot do what he's doing is the most miserable failure. Is there any father here who prayed that his children should not be better than him? Yes? I think I have worked enough as to retire. Isn't it? So that as I retire, you are firing. Hallelujah. And I'm coming behind. If you cast a demon out from somebody, and then in your experience, you said everything is gone. But then with my old eyes, I can look and say, ah, he did there. And the one that you miss, I slap him out. (laughs) I say, son, come and see. You thought it was gone. Once you remain there, but look at him going. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want you to prophesy and shake nations. I want you to walk in signs and wonders, preach the word better than I. And I can sit down and see my work fruitful in my lifetime before I depart. That is Christ's tabernacle for you. And it will be so. It is so. <laughs> it is so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan lost. Until we all, we will all reach unity of faith. I say we will all reach unity of faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God, we will all reach the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. Every member of this child will know Jesus. 
That's the reason why, you know, I tell you, we have framework here to achieve that. Every Tuesday here, we come for Bible study, where we read the Bible chapter by chapter. Every day here, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, this temple, we pray. In CFT globally, every day, one hour, members go and they pray for others. Are you with me now? Because Jesus says, can you not watch with me for an hour? Acts chapter 2, read from verse 42. He says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to breaking the bread, to prayer, uh, and to fellowship. And he went further to say they attended the temple daily. CFT, we go to church every day. We pray in church every day. And on Friday, we have intercessors meeting. Come on now. So there is no day for engagement, that there is no engagement so that Satan can engage. Every morning you read three chapters of the Bible, every evening you read three chapters of the Bible that I send to you in this house. Every Sunday you have a, a, a bulletin that they will give you now, which you go home and study. Tell me how we Satan mess about, hallelujah. <laughs> Someone says that your destiny, somebody has sat over your destiny. You tell him that he that sits in heaven laughs. Nobody can sit over anybody's destiny, not in safety. If they sat over your head, the day you enter that door, the one who is sitting, the angel of God will kick him out. We don't need to handle that. This is the place of knowledge of God. This is the place of knowledge of Christ. Why should a Christian know the Bible? It says... So that you can become, attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The Bible says all Christians can become fully like Jesus. This is what I'm reading. Are you reading the same thing? We can all attain the fullness of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Both our children, our women, our men, it does not matter who you are. It's not gender, yeah, whatever you call it. Everybody can attain the food. And the heart of our leadership here is for everyone to do so. We are still striving to, but we will get there if we did not give up. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? So if you are a member of this house, there is something to look for every day. Something to look for every day. But let me help you know this. As we teach you the knowledge of Jesus, do it. Do it. I went to Nigeria and I was confronted by all manners of myth. All manners of myth. I mentioned Nigeria because that's where I came from. I am going to Abekuta next year. Somebody will give up. Whether devil, whether I, we will see. Let me say this to you. We busted the myth of Ijebuland. All the forests they said they are forbidden. I took you guys. We entered into it. We bought the forest. We are building in the forest now. Of, 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 of you know what they call Igbuaiwo. Forbidden forest. We are building church there now. It was forbidden until we entered there. When we entered there, who, who, who burned anybody to go and say Yikparipa in that place? They all ran away. Let them come. Let him come. That is Christ's faith tabernacle for you. There is no land under heaven anybody can tell me is forbidden. I remember when, the, when, we, when we challenged the, 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 the head of course of Ijebu land. In their faces. All their who fell on their hand. Their shaki fell to the ground. They were shaking like, 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 like whatever. 
we took deities from them. I said, what is this? They said, Ailala. I said, oh my. The name they call Ailala has been sold like it's a big oracle, like the Dagon of, uh, of, the, of the Moabites. That's what you expect. God, when they call Ailala, people are so scared. When they brought it, such a little you, I slam it on the ground and I masked it before those who speak for them. And I asked them, is there any one of you who speaks for the devil here? Stand up that we may know. They were all shaking like leaves. Let me tell you, the God I serve is your God. I say the God I serve is your God. You have no fear for anything. Anything. If you can walk in godliness. Godliness is not being perfect. It is having the fear of God in your heart. And following him. That's godliness. I don't know whether I have anything to deal with, but I will have something to deal with. Maybe some of it is that I don't do exercise very well. I need to begin to repent on that. Maybe sometime I eat ground rice too much. I need to begin to repent on ground rice so that when my wife changes my diet, I can follow timetable. I, yeah, I have a weakness of that. My wife do timetable in the kitchen, and I will tell her that that is your own. I will many, many men we are victims, isn't it? Under our trainers, amen. I may have to repent. Maybe I didn't pray enough. I would have loved to pray all night, all the time. But sometimes I just tell God that, you know, I'm tired. See, Lord, I'm just Some other time I even just live without telling God I'm tired. Then when I wake up, I say, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I say, pray, 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 pray. I say, Lord, I've been praying. <laughs> I'm just tired. But God knows how to double cross me too. Because if you just wake me up like today, I said I was going to pray after the wedding of yesterday. By one o'clock, I said, let me go and sleep because tomorrow is church. I'm going to be preaching. I said, no, two o'clock. I said, let me sleep till six. And something said in me, take milo, uh, take um, chocolate, so that you can have sound sleep. And I went, whether I'm the one who told myself, I don't know. I went and I took chocolate. And after taking some chocolate, I gave my wife also. <laughs> it's confession time. Let me tell you what happened. By 4.10, chocolate woke me up. <laughs> my eyes were cleared. Ah! I said, but Lord, I want to sleep for four hours. Why did I wake up at 4.10? I took the quill, covered my head. I looked at my wife. She has gone so far. I said, I mustn't wake this woman up today. So I covered my head. And then after 10 minutes, I couldn't sleep. I said, I will remain here. You know, sometimes you wrestle with God. <laughs> and after some time, my sanity came to me that you will remain here until... Six that you are supposed to wake up and then you'll be feeling sleepy. I say, ah, that is the trend. I got up <laughs> and then started studying the word of God. Because why would God allow me to go and take Milo? Whether it's Milo they wake me up, whether it is God, I don't know, but God is behind it anyway. And then when I woke up, my eyes were clear. If you wake up and you feel sleepy, we understand that you go back to bed. But you woke up in the midnight and said that, no, I want to sleep more. It happened to you before. Same thing with me. <laughs> God will deliver us from our flesh. But however, 
the love of God stand firm. If you are a member of this house, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. Second, you must love your neighbors as yourself. We can all reach the unity of faith. We can all become matured in God through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we can walk like the Jesus on the streets, every one of us. Finally, verse 14. What will that attain you? Then, shall we read it together? If you are a member of this church, if they say there's a prophet there and you go there, you are not my member. <laughs> you are not. Because the spirit that we speak through a prophet is inside you. If you hear people on television preaching wrong doctrine, if you are a member of CFT, you will see a boy in CFT. Call me, young boy in church. He said, Apostle, I was watching television last Sunday and I saw this man and he told me what the man was saying. He said, I told my daddy, that's a lie. I said, yes, you are my son. It is a lie. He said, that's a lie. They misinterpreted the Bible and that small boy said, no, it's a lie. Because the boy comes to the Bible study. Because the boy, when I speak, he writes. Listen to me. When you are taught about Jesus and you know the Bible, you will become matured and all these deceivers cannot have way in you. They will not prosper over you. People who come in our days, the Bible says is that, and by the cunning and craftiness, those are the two last lines, of men in their deceitful scheme. So in the end time, you have many crafty people, many deceivers in the body of Christ. That's what the Bible is saying. You must recognize that. They lie, they malign. They preach for their pocket's sake. They wreck people's lives. They will come with all manners of false doctrines that will look like God, but it's the devil behind it. Let me help you understand. All this doctrine about money came from the God of money, which is Lucifer. I'm telling you that you can buy the anointing. You receive anointing by giving this amount. You receive that anointing. They are devils in, in, in sheep clothing. Every doctrine by which they collect money from you and tell you that. Even I heard in Nigeria that some people, somebody from Nigeria phoned a member of this church too. I had it in Nigeria. It happened with a member of this church. He goes to one church in Nigeria and they told the mother that they must redeem their firstborn every year. And the mother called my member and said that he had paid redemption for him because he's the firstborn. And that member said to the mother, go and tell your pastor he's a thief. Oh, because apostle showed us. The only firstborn in the Pentecostal church, Romans chapter 8, is Christ. When you are born again, you lose your firstbornship. And Jesus has been redeemed for once. And no one who is alive in him should pay ransom. It is from the devil. Say, go tell your mother. He told the mother, go tell your pastor. Let me give you money. If you cannot, go to your pastor. Call him. Let me talk to him. He is a liar and a thief. You have many of them in the church of God today. 
They will tell you to pay a sacrifice for what Jesus already had paid for with his life. They will answer with their soul in the pit of hell. It doesn't matter how many people follow them. You don't understand. Agabus rose up in the time of the apostles and took so many people. Simon the sorcerer took the whole nation followed Simon the sorcerer. But he was a sorcerer. How do you know people who are standing in God? By the teaching of the word of God. They will never preach error. Somebody telling you that you must buy oil from him. It's of the devil. Why can't you buy your own oil and he prays? If somebody mix oil with anything and tell you that you will drink it, can you bring daddy here, please? Osha, bring that man here, please. That is his seat. So therefore, listen to me. If anybody tells you that you have to buy something from them or pay for anything that will give you miracle, they are of Lucifer. The Bible says so here. They are all thieves. They are from Lucifer. Are you with me now? If you are sound in the knowledge of Christ, you cannot be deceived by people like that. Anyone tell you that I will fast for you and you pay them. Can you understand? You ask them, can, can I eat for you too? No, I will eat and you will be belly full. If you are hungry, when you are hungry, can I eat on your behalf? If I, can, you can, I cannot eat on your behalf when, when you are hungry, how can you fast on my behalf? No, you fast for your head. My fasting can have no effect over you. It can have effect over me. All those things are false doctrines from the pit of hell. The people who perpetrate them, they have been taken over by Lucifer because Satan wants to confuse believers. Listen to me. All this doctrine of money doubling, telling you that all of you will be millionaire. No, the Bible says the poor you will always have among you. Somebody said he has a millionaire anointing. He took it from Lucifer. He's a false prophet. He's a false prophet. People telling you about enemies that are hunting you, they are all liars. <laughs> People saying to you about how many witches you have in your house who are worrying you, they are all devils who say that. Show me one apostle in the Bible who said that. A man of God cannot give credence to Lucifer. I came from the family of Oshori Wali. That is where I come from. I just work in tongues. That's where I come from. Woe to the man who praised Lucifer. Anyone who praised the devil has not the spirit of the Most High. Jesus did not give any credence to the devil. Oh, witches are after you. Who are they not after? That is not the news. He sent them to preach good news. If witches are after you, if you come to me, that's the end of that witch. I will not tell you that because it's my own duty to handle that. It is my duty to help you know the word of God so that you will walk in the counsel of God. For the devil that is after you, if God revealed it to me, then what is, my, what is your own business in it? Are you with me now? When you go to a doctor and doctor tests you and they see some things inside you and all stuff like that, a good doctor will not begin to tell you all the jargon of medicine because you, you don't understand, you are naive. He can tell you that, okay, you have a lump here, you know, it's malignant or not malignant, whatever. But he will explain what it means. You ask him, what do you mean by malignant? He will tell you. But then the doctor will tell you, remedy, isn't it? 
So ministers are supposed to give remedy, not fear. Anywhere you meet ministers who give fear to you, the devil just spoke through his lips. Oh, there are some curses in your family. Who told you that? Why am I not cursed? My father was a wizard. My, my grandfather was a killer in Abekuta. Everyone who belonged to that place know him. They knew him in his time. And I'm his grandson. And my father too. Am I cursed? I'm looking for the spirit that will say that you are under generational curses. I will ask him which of the generation. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 24, you read it all the time. Yes. Read it again. The earth and the, the world. For he and who or he uh-huh he will what yes yes vindication such stop him such is what the generation of those who seek God that's what we belong to That's what we belong to. All those lectures on generational curses are perpetrated by Lucifer. The people who teach them, they didn't come from a cultic background. Are we together now? Ah, I forgot I'm talking to you. The Bible says, like a darting sparrow that has no resting place, a curseless curse shall never be. That's what I just said in my own dialect. Curse a Christian, God turns it to blessing. Deuteronomy 5.17 applies. Let me say this to you, therefore. Beware of these doctrines. All those doctrines that are of the devil cannot have effect in you if you know Christ. That's what we do here. We make you know Jesus so that you know you're right. In CFT, no minister milk anybody. We give our life. We give our time. We give our money and we give everything we have so that you can become what God has ordained for you to be. And it's happening among you. I am happy. I'm happy. You cannot be tossed about by all ways of doctrine. Same thing with the confusion of the boy who came up in Nigeria and did the publication that Titus of the Old Testament. He's just stupid. You remember when I answered him? He's an intellectual. And I'm going to do an exposition. I think I want to reserve that for my birthday next month. I will do an exposition on tithe. I will do it from the point of view of law. How many tithes is recognized in law? Law defines the word tithe. And I will help you look at law from the dictionary of law, and then I will help you see it in the Bible, verbatim. It's not only one category of tithe. Tithe is a legal word, just like inheritance is a legal word, just like tax is a legal word, just like trust is a legal word. When unschooled men are interpreting the Bible, Satan used their mouth to drive rough. 
People who fall victim of that boy in Nigeria are people who themselves don't know Christ. The Bible says, bring the whole tithe into my storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And someone said to me, it's an Old Testament, because he read from chapter 3 of Malachi, verse um, he began to read from verse 7. He doesn't understand that intellectual reasoning negates that approach towards interpreting, you know, knowledge. Because you cannot take chapter 3 and start from verse 7 to interpret it because you have half knowledge of the scripture. Whereas chapter 3 begins from verse 1. And verse 1 to verse 6 talks about Jesus and Christians. And that is what led to verse 7. So therefore, verse 7, not in context, out of context. In holistic measure, is a verse that arise from verses 1 to 6. It would be very naive for a man to do that. You see, some of them, some of these people who the devil use, they don't know that God allows some of us to go and seek the human knowledge. So that when they talk of human knowledge, we are not naive. That's why I went to read. I'm, I'm not reading, I'm not reading law so that I can go and set up um, law firms and be making money. No, 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 no. I'm reading law to help my members and to help the body of Christ, to help the church, the word of God. That's why I'm reading law. Second thing I'm reading law is this. There are some people in this world, they will never come to church. They are the rulers of this world. They work in WTO, World Trade Organization. Now, we are living, either Brexit or not Brexit, we are going under WTO. Don't you understand me? If we go hard Brexit, we are under WTO. If we go soft Brexit, we are under WTO. The word Canada plus plus, don't you understand? It simply means WTO rule. Canada plus plus. I'm going to give you full detail of all this stuff. They can't deceive us. It's just WTO rule. Then what is WTO rule itself? The Brenton order. We'll talk about this. That's why I went to read law. So that you will, none of us will be ignorant. When they talk about those jargon, I'm there. And God has equipped us at the right time. So that nobody lied to you. In this. Members of this house, you will bust lies of the devil. Knowledge will be given to you. So therefore, the more knowledge of Christ you have, the more stability. So that you will not be among those who waver between all waves of doctrine. Somebody is spitting on the air and is collecting it with his eyes and people are falling on the ground, you will not go there. I say you will not go there. Oh yes, because you'll be seeing all manners of stuff. Somebody said this member should eat grass. You will not be one of those who eat grass. Amen. And they were eating grass. Yes. Somebody told women to, to, to lie down and she's, she's stamping on, walking on their back and said it's conducted deliverance. And the women lie down and the man is walking on their back. It's on the, on the social media. I mean, you imagine how can a normal human being be doing that? If they tell you to lie your back down, why would you lie down too? Because ignorance are we together now or post somewhere ignorance come on now the only thing that can deliver you from it is your knowledge 
of Jesus Christ. I will finish by saying this also. Walk with the Lord, not with your mind. Who can remind me the scripture of last Sunday? Yes, open your Bible, your, your, your sermon note and tell me. Yes, go ahead. Dickens, you are on the, on the path. No. First Chronicles 28.9. Acknowledge. Put it there. Read it together. And you. Hey, hey, hey. Put your name there. And you, Alfred, my son. Okay, 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 okay. You see, those of you in this side, I always say it. These people who sit on this section, we will send you all to Iceland. That is why we post you. So that you can go and be stirred up. Because when we are reading scriptures, though, when you catch up, you read better than everybody. But before you turbocharge, you walk like a thermostat or a rotor. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> Fire up. Let's read the word of the living God together, shall we? Acknowledge. Uh-huh. We start again. And you, my son Alfred. That is where we ended yesterday, last Sunday, and that's where we ended today. God can be found when we seek Him with all our hearts. God wants all men to know Him. God wants to use all men. God wants to bless all men. God wants all men to be a blessing to their generation. And Jesus, for that to happen, God became flesh. We call him Jesus. And he put his life on the stake for us. Haven't God died? Come on now. Everything that God died for, that are yet to be fulfilled in your life, they begin to be fulfilled today. It was for freedom, the Bible says, that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Stand up on your feet. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Your time has come. I said your time on earth has come.